This is Lee Shackelford, creator of Relativity, and if you've been listening to these recently, you know that I have been talking with other people involved with podcasting and sometimes people uh, specifically connected to Relativity. and, and I'm talking like you don't already know who my guest this time is. I mean, you've read the title of the episode, right? You've seen the cover art, you know. And it, this is my most requested interview, too, I think is awesome to say. that people are saying, when are you going to talk to Elena? We want to hear more from Elena. So here we are, Elena Jordan. Hi. And there she is. <laughs> One of the things I keep saying is people say, is she anything like Sophia in real life? And I say, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not really. Not really. No, <laughs> no. Cause yeah, if anything, if there's somebody whose voice is me in this story, that's Sophia. But, um, no, you're just, you're more of a, you're, you're having more fun in life. I think than, than she does. <laughs> Um, she's having it pretty rough, so I feel like most people are probably having more fun than she is. But well, well, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the bar is pretty low. Or, but but I think a lot. Of, I think she brings a lot of that on herself too, just by being you know I got this kind of focused on her work, and I've got to I've got to you know people have got to you know do what I say, and I've got to I've set the bar for myself so insanely high that I can never be satisfied with my own work, and I don't you know. And it's too I, late I can to relate change that. in some ways to that. Yeah. Well, I do <laughs> know you have you, but... you you do have an exacting standard of your own work, and that's a. But yeah, I, I think I think your 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 approach to it is more healthy, personally. But well, that's uh, kind of you to say. It's my work is a lot more fun too than saving uh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And how how would how would you? I, I, when I talk to other people about you, I, I describe you as being one of those multi-hyphenates because you are an actor, writer, director, singer, tap dancer. <laughs> yeah, when you don't have a microphone in front of your face, these days you're putting a microphone in front of other people's faces. For the most part, yeah, yeah. I never really thought that I was going to get into hosting other than wanting to always host a talk show. And instead, now I do... Um, after shows and news, sh- entertainment news shows and red carpets, which is pretty cool. So that's been fun and unexpected. Yeah, it seems like all of a sudden w- what I'm seeing on social media is always you talking to somebody more famous. One of my favorite videos of you is uh, you dressed as Elvira, as one does, uh, oh, ta- <laughs> talking to Stan Lee. And that was a long time ago. That was that was a surprisingly long time ago. I was kind of blown away when I I revisited that recently and was surprised that it was so long ago. That was when I first moved to Los Angeles, and uh, that was kind of a fluke. I was at Comic Con, and at that point, it or it was Comic Kamikaze, yes, the LA Kamikaze, but it was Stanley and Elvira's Kamikaze right. at that point. Yeah. And so um, I was originally going to pay to take a picture with Stan Lee the next day. And I'd saved up a bunch to go and take my picture with Stan. And I was all excited because I was like one of the big celebrities that I wanted to be in L.A. Um, But we saw him doing this uh, dedication thing for Live Journal. It was very weird. Um, But 
I uh, had a pro pass and my friend Kyle had a great camera and he was there filming and we were kind of interviewing people in the audience and just kind of doing this kind of joke back and forth thing. Um, and the PR person saw us and swept us up to the front and was like, okay, interview Stan Lee, here you go. And was not expecting it at all. My wig was like all disheveled where I'd been like pushed through the crowd. Uh, but they gave us a full interview with Stan Lee. And then there was all these other big organizations that they gave one question to afterwards. And <laughs> so that was just a weird fluke thing that was still one of the coolest things that I think has probably <laughs> ever happened. Because right. I remember you telling me at the time that you felt like what they did was the, the, the optics where they looked at Kyle's great camera and they said, OK, the two of them look legit. Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, so, so kudos to Kyle Roberts, who who is a, a big relativity fan as well. So, but, yeah. <laughs> shout uh, out to Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> but, and and you're being dressed as Elvira. I'm sure that was also was certainly attention getting. Because I mean, I feel like that should have been a deterrent. Honestly, I I was very surprised that they were like, <sighs> "Here, go talk to Stan Lee." And I was like, yeah, "What? What? I would have worn anything else." Yeah. But oh well. <laughs> well. And the irony is, is I didn't even meet Elvira. <laughs> right. That's right. I know that, that. I think that's part of the the weirdness. Although I guess it would have been too strange to have you sort of dressed as her and talking to her because she she was there in in the getup, right? I mean, she wasn't. She was there just as in her regular clothes. Oh, okay. For a lot okay. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. So because, it would have been uh, too weird to have like a, a double, like a mirror. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. That's like, I, and just showing how mine was a really sad knockoff that I had styled. Well, like. after you, after you've been pushed through the crowd several times. And, <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. But whatever. I met Stan and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Years later, I met him too in Hawaii. I was doing the amazing um, Comic Con. At that point, it was the amazing Comic Con or the amazing Hawaii Comic Con. Now it's amazing Comic-Con Aloha, but Stan Lee was their special guest, and I got to meet him so, again in normal clothes. So <laughs> that was nice. But, he, probably, he probably didn't remember you. Oh, no, of course not. He probably of course he didn't, not. Well, he he meets didn't, so many people. Exactly. <laughs> and he didn't recognize you. <laughs> yeah, and I was dressed like Elvira, so... <laughs> I was like, remember that weird girl who interviewed you and was just freaking out and fangirling the whole time? Uh, No, not really. uh, (laughs) Or or which one, I guess, to be. Um, I think I actually started the interview with, I'm kind of freaking out right now. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I've watched it a few times, so it's it's true, yeah. And you do have the advantage, how how, how does one say this, of being built a little along the lines of Elvira. So he's he's sort of unabashedly kind of looking at your cleavage while he's saying that. I'm kind of freaking out now, too. You want to say he's 90 years old. It's it's okay. You can cut him a little slack. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We we were talking on on another podcast about this not too long ago that that thanks to the success of Black Panther, a lot of people are saying it's so great that Marvel is doing that now. 
And I keep wanting to to jump into that conversation and say, listen, I'm old enough to remember that Wakanda and the Black Panther first appeared on the pages of the Fantastic Four in the mid-60s. These yeah. two these two Jewish artists in, in working in midtown Manhattan dreamed up Wakanda and everything during a time when that was political dynamite. They were taking such a risk to do that. And the, the courage of, of, of Stan and Jack to, to do that at that time and, and to make T'Challa smarter than everybody else. You know, because well, so many times uh, that that's been like, I got to interview Chris Claremont and yeah. that was pretty amazing because he, I mean, he created North star during yes. the Jim shooter era where they were like, look, we were not going to have any LGBTQ characters at all. <laughs> Do not have any reference. Don't have any hint to. And Chris just flat out was like, this is North star. He's openly gay in here. <laughs> yeah. Live with like, it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So just like take that gym shooter. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, it's we don't do that in America. Well, he's Canadian, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we're off. Yeah, and so and I think if I remember the moment there too, that North Star was really the first uh, character to to uh, be established as gay. Uh, is that right? I think. I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. So that, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So that that was Claremont planning a flag, and and of course now, um, yeah, he, he paved the way for many others. So. Yep. So. So. So what, this is one of the things. Pretty cool. It's one of the things I tell people uh, uh, about you. I say, don't don't challenge her about uh, media trivia because you will lose. Because she knows, because <laughs> she knows everything. This is the context in which which I often uh, think of you is that when, what do you call this? This this um, kind of a misogynistic attitude about girls who are interested in sci-fi and fantasy or gaming or comics or anything like that. Oh, like the fake gamer girl phenomenon. Fake, yes, fake gamer girl. Thank you. I knew I knew that that it had somehow yeah. got a kind of a brand thing. And, and they'll say, yeah, you know, where, where where were these girls when I was in high school? And so then, so and and, and and this idea that you must be some kind of a poser. And, oh yeah, I mean, you definitely get challenged. I've had that like on many many occasions, and it's. You know, it's annoying and it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's like anything that you're doing, you're not doing for somebody else. So mm. you like what you like. And if somebody's going to be less than cool about it, then you can just kind of ignore them and be like, all right, goodbye. I mean, <laughs> it, it makes me upset for other people who maybe don't have the confidence, who feel like they need to stand their ground or have something that they need yeah. to prove. But ultimately, like, you don't have anything to prove. You can wear whatever you can want. You can do whatever you want. You can like whatever you want and not have to feel that you have to justify it to anybody else. So, I mean, you definitely get the comments. And it, I just I try not to even read the comment section for things like oh. DC Movie News or like Schmodown or like any of the things that I know that people are going to say things just because they feel that it's, you know, something my gender related, but, you know, I, you just have to ignore it. You just can't worry about what other people think because ultimately people are always going to think whatever they want and people are going to think negative things about you, whether they say it or not. So yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like people hide behind their keyboard, but it's, you know, a lot of the same people. It's like people, if if you're living for other people, you're never going to be happy. You can only worry about what makes you happy and what makes you feel fulfilled. And if people try to challenge it, then you just have to push through that because they don't really matter. Their opinion doesn't matter as much as your own opinion of yourself. I mean, a thousand girls listening to this just simultaneously punch the air. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, and they said, I'm going to keep this little clip here of Elena Jordan <laughs> saying this. I'm just going to play it to myself over and over again because, because I, I, I haven't actually had the opportunity to, to witness it live. I have seen this happen on social media, but, but people who want to, but guys who want to play this game with you, they, they get, they get destroyed. Because <laughs> if they think that you're that for some that you're doing this for some weird agenda that you have that doesn't have anything to do with things that you're actually interested in, they're just so wrong <laughs> that they're gonna, yeah. So you've stopped reading YouTube comments on on things like the, the DC after shows and stuff like for that. For the most part, I mean, sometimes I'll look at it, but if I see anything that is, you know, inflammatory, I just kind of roll my eyes and keep scrolling. Because for the most part, if I'm looking for anything, I'm looking for, you know, people saying things about the actual show, people who are commenting on the news itself. And so when there's people who then have just comments about you as a person, you're like, well, that's not what the show's about. So (laughs) and you don't know me. So yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, who cares? Like you Uh, have not contributed anything to this conversation. So and I also think there's this sort of. Um, and my wife experiences this too, um, that pretty equals dumb or certainly pretty equals can't be that smart. And my wife gets this, uh, and is way past it being a compliment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I said, no, that's not charming anymore. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. And I know you must get, I know this must be part of it too, is that people look at you and, and if they start listening to you, they'll go, Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I thought she'd be <laughs> I thought she'd be dumb as a bag of hammers. How did how did this happen? So I have yeah. kind of incorporated that in my stand up a little bit because mm-hmm. that's always kind of like the first knee jerk joke is that it'll be something clever and people aren't expecting it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, did you? Like, okay, well. Um, but yeah, I think one of my favorite projects that I ever did was one that you wrote that was Herlock that kind of dealt with that topic directly and, you know, said that people kind of have this idea that these two things have to be mutually exclusive. And I feel like current culture is kind of shattering that idea and is really trying to focus on, I mean, you have people like Col- Kobe Smothers playing like um, these awesome Avengers characters that are just kicking butt where there, you mm-hmm. know, there's no reference to the fact that she's gorgeous, but she yeah. just is, yeah, you know, it's, there's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not that I'm sitting here going and I'm gorgeous, just like Kobe, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kobe class. Not what I'm seeing. No. But, um... As soon as you said that, you know, who I thought of as Zoe Saldana, who, who is, I just think is amazeballs. And, and she, it, it, it plays characters um, as as a voice actor uh, or as a you know motion capture actor, so it's not going to end up looking like her anyway. Uh, or uh, Gamora, who is 
Um, <laughs> green, yeah. Green <laughs> and prosthetics. That... It would, yeah, yeah. So, so it's an altered face and so on. So it's just you, you, you get past what Zoe Saldana looks like, and you get into the the roles that she is what she wants to actually express about the character, which it must be incredibly gratifying for her. So I, I just think she's she's terrific. But um, I, I'm I'm glad you brought up Herlock because uh, I I, I want to point people to it. Um, you can find on the web at herlock.us because some Yahoo owns herlock.com somewhere. <laughs> that was one of my many ventures into uh, coming up with stupid names for things because it never occurred to me. I thought I was being clever by having a, a, a female uh, Holmes and Watson story and to just call it herlock. Um, and, but what I wasn't thinking of was uh, a – there were several other people who had come up to with the same idea uh, uh, about the name. And the other thing was that if you Google Herlock, what you get is Sherlock. Oh, and, yeah. And so I was saying, oh, just go out there and search for it. Well, it's almost impossible to search for you. So you, you have to kind of know the address. But yeah, Herlock.us. But, you, but you're exactly right. That was one of the agendas. And I think uh, it really supports your point about how much things have, how quickly things have changed for the better in this way, because we, we sort of just missed the moment. I wanted us to be, uh, remarkable and, uh, kind of out there because we were going to present these, um, kind of traditional male roles, but they're, we're going to demonstrate that these two women are going to do it. And, we were not the first. <laughs> we, we, we were, we, I had no idea that we were going to be part of a wave. We were going to be part of an influx, which uh, on, on the one hand is, is annoying because it meant that we sort of disappeared in a, in a tide of, of traditional male characters being played by, by women or being, being uh, rewritten and reimagined as women. But on the other hand, and the much the much happier th aspect of that is how awesome is that? That it was all happening at once. That suddenly yeah. there were all these things. You know, we we, we took the our, the pilot film that we made to a convention, and it and it was one of three pilots where Holmes and Watson were women. Uh, I, you know, I thought we were going to blow people's minds by by you know, <laughs> uh, no no we were just one of the three who were there with with web pilots for for shows like that. But um, I don't know. So, well, so it definitely was one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten to be a part of. So it was really and, cool. So and you're just and you're just terrific in it. And we I love the fact that even though we sort of had to let that project go, I still get little little Twitter pings, little notes, uh, comments on YouTube or on the website. Just to, you know, every so often, wow, this is great. When are you going to make another one? Who is that? Because she's awesome. <laughs> so, lots of Aww. love for you out there on the YouTube channel. So I wish that we could make like a, a part two, a follow up, but it's, you know, maybe long, someday as long as you, <laughs> as long as you and Gia are still alive <laughs> and Gia Mora, who was the, the, the Sherlock uh, character in that she is, she's still out there and still kicking and doing stuff. So yeah, yeah she hasn't gone awesome. anywhere, but yeah, when, when I, uh, I was talking about your hyphenates earlier and I didn't mention comedian. So you're, uh, you're always out being funny as hell somewhere <laughs> and i mean what how how do you what where i was trying to go with that talking about your hyphenates was how are you describing yourself these days oh man it really depends like i mean there's yeah. so many there really is so many different things that i'm still doing is um 
I mean, obviously voiceover, voiceover artist, actress, host, comedian, for the most part. Just kind of leaving it at that, even though it's broad, but entertainer in general. There you go. <laughs> entertainer. Yeah. Because I also like produce a lot of my own stuff and I direct things too. So, but if you just start listing everything, then people are like, all right, okay, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you're just making stuff up. Yeah. Like, what do you actually do though? And uh, I'm like, uh, I never sleep. Right. Yeah. What don't I, I do? My cat when I'm having <laughs> any downtime. But you are, you are there in the center of it all. I mean, you, you, you committed to uh, the, uh, the LA thing. You know, a lot of people they they try it for a while, and it and the city whips them, and uh, they got to go home because it is incredibly uh, difficult. It's 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 cruel, and uh, yeah. you're still. It, it hasn't killed you yet. Hopefully, could, we'll continue. I can't imagine living anywhere uh, else. So yeah, I I love it. I mean, it's my favorite city that I've ever lived in. So I can't imagine living anywhere else. Wow. That's amazing because you and I see eye to eye on so many things, and I hate Los Angeles. Oh my god! Uh-huh. I love so. it, <laughs> but I love where I live too. I live in like kind of like a quiet little suburb. It's like a little private association, so oh. you can like go jogging, and it's got like a nice little pool, and it's you know relaxed. And then if I want to go into the craziness, and I can, yeah, and everything's not too terribly far. So if I'm going to go film. You know, mm. there's always something to do. There's always something that's close by. Or I can just stay in and relax and watch TV and play video games. <laughs> play, yeah. <laughs> play, play with Ramona. Yeah, I, yeah. And see, that's that's the problem is that I've never had the I've never had that experience. I've never been around the 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 pleasant green places of um, of Los Angeles. It's just always the noise and the heat and the the traffic, the traffic, the traffic. And, the traffic uh, is rough. I'll be honest. Yeah, the traffic can be can be rough. Um, but, you know, luckily most of what I do is relatively close. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can, uh, some of your voice work you can do literally in your house. Yeah, a lot of the voice work that I do is just actually in a little closet downstairs. <laughs> But I did I, learn that I can't bring Ramona in there because I tried to record and realized when I played back that you could hear her purring in the background. Yes. And I was like, well, whoops. I was so glad you shared that with me. I, I wonder if I've still got it because that would be great relativity bonus content. <laughs> here are you trying to be Sophia with that that thrumming in the background. It, you're right. The mic was absolutely picking it up. Though. <laughs> it's hilarious. So... I, I love stuff like that. I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was bragging on you about about this to uh, to somebody else not too long ago that I keep being astonished at the the degree to which I will write something that really I think dramatically or even comically will only work with a certain line reading, and you know that's a you know as a writer you know that's a tremendous risk. You're going to give, you're going to then give it to somebody else. And if they don't get it, you know, if they don't get what you're up to, then it's, it's not going to work. And then for the rest of, you know, your life, you'll be hearing that line come back and go, that's so not what I meant by that. But, you know, 
but I will send you script pages and you'll record them. And it's, I, I can't remember a time when you haven't given the line reading that was in my head. And I, well, I love the script. So I think that's probably a big part of it is that you just write so well that it's, it's pretty easy to pick up on how to deliver certain things. Huh. So I think that's more of a testament to you than it is to me, but I'll steal your compliment if you want. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it's, it's legit. Now we'll, yeah, we, let's not both take bows at once. We'll bump heads, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, I really don't know. And, and I, I, I wonder if that gift that you have is the kind of thing that can be learned or if you have to be born with it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe part of it is just too coming from like a background of I write too. So, you know, when you come from the other perspective of it, then you kind of see like, oh, I can see how somebody would misread how uh -huh. I wrote this, you know, so you can kind of pick up. But I don't know. To me, it just seems like for the scripts, it all makes sense how it should be read. I, I bet you're right, though, about the the instinct you know if i had written this this would be what i would have meant by that you know i i think yeah i i, I think the it, it helps that, that we both write and and so we we understand what we're up to i i i, I bet you're right about that um it, it reminds me here's a related thing is that um some people have said that it's been odd for them to listen to these interview shows because it's somebody related to you know another show and they're talking to uh dr mason for some reason you know that that and i didn't even think about it that way of course my voice they i want them to associate it with that with the character <laughs> relativity you know that's that's the point but so they're saying well this is weird hearing you out of character talking to these other people so i said yeah this one's you and me talking like this is going to completely blow the absolute hands. weirdest yeah but uh <laughs> Where it's but, like there's we're not worried about anybody's life at all. We're like right. we're safe. We're at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither of us. Yeah, there's no no hurricanes or, uh, yeah, life threatening ailments. No. Yeah, it's beautiful, sunny outside. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Uh huh. The yeah. world isn't. I mean, the world is ending, but <laughs> not anything that we can do about it immediately. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, do I do I remember right? Do I understand right that um, that your mom she says that when she listens to the show, she hears Sophia. She doesn't hear you. That's true. Yeah. And I think that's, that's remarkable me, too, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Because which I think is good because otherwise I think it would stress her out too bad because Sophia is always in very precarious situations. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think if she was thinking that it was me, I think that would probably give her really bad anxiety. So I guess that's, it's good that she kind of detaches and only hears Sophia. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Even remarkable. though I don't change my voice at all. So No. Uh, well, I, I wonder if you do more than you realize. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Sophia's general tone is, it's, it's, not, it's not changing a voice so much. But she's just but, a lot more serious. Yeah. And the, so it, it puts the character in a lower register, even if she has to go up high sometimes. But yeah, it's just, yeah, she's just. Because, yeah, because right. everything is literally life and death for her. 
You're right. Yeah, your mom has got to detach. My, 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 my wife, she, she finally finished the show, but early on, she just said, I can't listen to this because it's just, it's just you in, in endless torment and, you and know, peril. And peril. Yeah. Who wants to hear this? You know, oh, Lee's running out of oxygen. You know, I don't want to. Who wants to hear that? You know? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The people who want to see me drift off into space are probably not listening to the show anyway. <laughs> Things that you've enjoyed about the show, if I'm going to ask questions, is, oh, 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 I forgot to do my spoiler warning. If we're going to talk about the show, it may be too late because I was already talking about. I said hurricane, for example. Let me go ahead and sound my trademark relativity spoiler warning. Spoilers. 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 And spoilers. I'll say as I have before, because spoilers. so far nobody has come up with an answer for me. But in the spoiler warning you just heard, there is a man's voice, and he says the word spoilers. And I'm, I'm going to give a... Uh, an autographed script or something like that to the first person who can tell me where that, that voice comes from. And I'm getting all kinds of fascinating guesses, but I haven't gotten the right one yet. And I, and it is obscure. It is obscure. But, um, I tried to think, who do I know of out in the world that I could find saying spoilers besides river song? And, um, uh, and I, I realized, Oh, I know, I know. And so I cut that out and, yeah, so far nobody has identified it. So, oh. mm -hmm. trivia contest. More mysteries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's what <laughs> it's what I do, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, spoiler warning having been sounded, then then we can talk about things in the show. Anything anything about uh, relativity that you want to talk about or or ask about or or share a story about or man i mean i mean i remember when i first got the script and i was reading it it was i was like sitting by my pool reading it and highlighting my parts and just getting so sucked into it that when it ended and it was done i was like oh what, uh, what happens next and just wanting the next script immediately and hoping that there was going to be one um so i mean i i know that i've asked you before like i've i've gotten where being a fan of the show that i'm in that then when the script is done that i'm like okay but what happens next like tell me some stuff but not spoil too much because i yeah. still <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a weird place to be in where it's a serial that i know has some sort of conclusion i mean there's a very clear central dramatic question that i'm like okay i want the answer but mm -hmm. at the same time i kind of don't because i want to see how it plays out <laughs> so um, i mean it's great. just it's been so fun just to be a part of something that has had so many different facets from being funny to like these lighthearted moments to really serious. And then moments where I'm trying to teach myself how to sound like I can speak Russian fluently and Chinese <laughs> yeah. and just kind yes. of new challenges that I haven't had before. But then also having these moments that are so well written that I literally cry onto the pages mm. as I'm reading them. So, I mean, that's just been a really cool experience too, is to have something that I didn't even feel like I really had to act. It just, the words are just so powerful that it just interjects 
how they need to be said. So, I mean, it's it's been really cool because I, I haven't felt like I've had to force anything on it other than mm. trying to figure out how to pronounce things correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but happily, through the magic of audio, we can say them several different times and then... Yeah, yeah, so then go back and practice and go right. over, and I'm like, okay, okay. Then the problem is, is I'm like, I know I'm gonna cut this together and add a like, put that part in my reel. And then people are like, oh, okay, here's a whole script of Russian, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I should never have given you the impression that I speak this language. I, uh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I hope I told you that my the last time that we had some uh, some Russian in there that. Um, uh, my my, uh, res- my Russian expert who's feeding me all these things, she said, you nailed it. I, I feel sure Yay! I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, oh, what a relief, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Is oh, it just... fitting that I can say konyechny and that's about it, and that's the last thing I can say? <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah, but it, it was it was it was cruel to to then to to then make you say the names of the other ships. But you'll notice that I then wrote a scene where Chris has to say them too. So I thought, well, yeah, that's so. that's only fair. I thought <laughs> <laughs> turn about its fair play. Exactly. But you know, uh, oh, this is kind of spoilery. But um, a, a situation is coming where uh, some other people are going to need to say the names of these ships, and. Uh, and and I'm already thinking about this. I'm thinking, do who, who do which one should it be? Should it be Vishivanya? Is that something that people are going to be? Is or, or should it be Vishivanya? Vishivanya. I, I think I think I think that should be the ship because the Buddhist. Yeah, Buddhist. That one's a little bit easier to say. Buddhist. Yeah. So maybe Vishivanya. Yeah. But it cracks me up now that you know I've made this poster of the ships being launched, and it has the names of the four ships on it. And and I look at it, and I think I know what I know what those I know how to pronounce those words in Cyrillic. That's just cracks me up. So yeah, so thanks <laughs> once again to to Maureen Hannon for for getting me through this stuff, uh, for all this Russian stuff. But yeah, your 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 readings of these things are always so so natural. And that's part of what I think makes the show work. If it sounded like we were ever reading from scripts, then I think the whole illusion comes crashing to the ground. But you always sound like a person talking and that the things you're talking about matter. And that's that's what makes it work. Um, and the, the, the depth of emotion that you're experiencing comes through, comes across the microphone. I, I, you took a picture of a, of a page that you had cried on and that's one that's become one of my most cherished things, actually, is that look, she cried on the script. This part of the ink is plotted because <laughs> <sighs> I love it. So, what, a, what a good thing that is. I don't cry on my scripts. Eh. It's maybe, maybe a little bit. I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, I've I've written myself a scene. I've written something for Chris in one of these last episodes that calls for a breakdown. Uh, I, it's the kind of thing where I think any reasonable person would be shattered by what's happened to what's happened, and I I need to figure out how to. I don't know, because you've got a gift. You're one of the few few actors I know who can just. Uh, uh, whip up those tears. I've seen you do it on stage and, and before the camera. And I just think, how the hell is she doing that? Well, it's just if it's a really good script. I've been lucky that I just had really, really good scripts that it's 
So I'll have people ask, like, so what are you thinking about in this scene? And I'm like, I'm thinking about what's happening. Yeah. Scene. It's sad or it's oh, upsetting oh. or it's scary <laughs> or it's, you know, whatever elicits tears. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, I don't have be- to think of anything else. It's written where those emotions <laughs> are there. Yeah, you're being modest or something. Cause, uh, because <laughs> no, I, 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 I saw you do it in an audition once and I thought, no, she, you can't, nobody can get their head into that space that quickly. It's just not. <laughs> Can you tell the uh, can you tell the um, uh, beauty contest story? Oh, when I dressed up like a tap dancing chicken. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I basically I did a um, I entered a pageant once because I, being from the south, being from Alabama, pageant culture was like a big thing. But everybody would always there would always be at least one person who would tap dance. Like just always, <laughs> and I dressed up oh. like a Vegas showgirl styled chicken, and I tap danced to it for my talent, and did it just kind of as a joke. And then I ended up making top ten. <laughs> and I felt kind of bad for the people who like actually cared. <laughs> the people they were who like, "Yours is so different. Every time I see it, it's like you change it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's because I didn't choreograph anything. I'm just gonna make it up as I go along." Yeah. But, but I had like tap dance for years at that point too. Like I had taken since I was two. So I was just like, I just wanted to tap because I thought it was fun, but I thought it would be a funny thing to do. And then like part of the joke too, is it kept acting like it was going to end and I would like pose like it was done and there would be like a cow that would moo <laughs> to like cue that it was over. And then it would just get louder and be like, dun, dun. And, like that happened like three times. So by the end of it, everyone was like, is this really done? Like yeah. they were hesitant to clap. So. She finished yet? <laughs> I need to find the tape of that. I need to put that on YouTube. Uh, oh yeah, oh, I like absolutely. tripped over a nail at one point, but it just like yeah, looked like said, it was on yeah. purpose. Right, it, like was like chicken like arms. <laughs> I don't know. It was ridiculous. <laughs> just, I, yeah, I have. I I did not witness this. So this was before I knew you. But um, so how, how? Yeah, how old were you at this point? You were. Uh, this was, I think, like my junior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you, I was like 17, 16. Well, see, and this is why the the gamer girl guys can't intimidate you because you this is you've just always been this person. This just <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna do this beauty contest stuff. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> just born weird. <laughs> it's like whatever. <laughs> I think this well, would be funny, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Yeah, my first stand-up was for my, like, I think it was eighth grade, like, talent show. Good Lord. Yeah, so I did stand-up for it. But I talked about, like, weathermen. Oh, no, I talked about bread and, like, the end pieces of bread and how they were, like, the rejected, like, pieces. <laughs> it's, like, a whole big thing. Yes, I actually, that's I hilarious. I had two different ones. I think I had two ones. I had one on, like, weathermen, and then I had another one on bread. <laughs> but yeah the, you know the things that were really important when you were in eighth grade well yeah eighth grade. right <laughs> yeah you know no, yeah, that's that's uh, you know that's observational humor you were you were being jerry seinfeld and you know before you probably even knew who he was so i wasn't scared to take on the big issues yeah right like yeah. <laughs> bread taking big bread yeah yeah because <laughs> like uh, the rejected pieces of bread on toast the wasted ones that are thrown away yeah that, that that's that's edgy that's edgy material 
Literally, it's edgy. It's edgy. the edges of bread. <laughs> oh, it's the crust. Man, yeah. I wish I'd been the one to say that. Wow. I wish nobody had said that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're pretty blonde. I didn't expect you to be so smart. <laughs> so many people are going to be so pleased just to have heard the sound of your voice out of character and to, to hear you laugh, for one thing. they That's not something... I, I know, poor Sophia. She never laughs. Never laughs. We'll see if we can... <laughs> Let's see if we can't brighten her up a little bit as we go along here. I mean, everything doesn't have to be doom and gloom for her, for God's sake. So, I hope not. I I am invested. I'm invested in these characters. So my mom and I were talking about it, and I was like, I just don't want anybody to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I know it's going to happen. It's going to have to happen. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, spoiler, everybody. I'm just going to kill everybody in the last Everybody. Episode. Just wipe everybody out. Just full Avengers. It's just... Exactly. Done. Yep. <laughs> and then people will say, oh, snap. Oh. <laughs> See, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to steal somebody else's joke, though. Get it. Buns. Okay. okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, you can hear both of us, as you already know, uh, at uh, relativitypodcast.com or wherever you get uh, content to put inside your ears and into your head. So um, so that's, that's where you find both of us. If people want to just follow you, just you, the Elena Jordan. Um, just me. Just you. No, no relativity BS. How do they go about doing that? I'm on Twitter at Elena Jordan, A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N, and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. Hey, there's something I don't about you that I don't know. What's the J for? Janelle. I didn't. Maybe I did know that. Yeah, my uh, middle name Janelle. Far out. <laughs> J. Anybody call you AJ? Do yeah. Several people call me AJ. I didn't know that. <laughs> See, this has been very informative, folks. I've learned all <laughs> kinds of things I didn't know before, and I've known you for a billion years. Anyway, like a decade at this it's, point. It has been a decade. Because yeah. yeah, you're you're getting old. I'm still the same, but <laughs> you're you're aging rapidly. <laughs> we're we're all young and spry. Well, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Everyone, even anybody listening right now. You're young and spry too, dear <laughs> listener. We we love your energy. So if anybody's still listening to this, then they they do have some kind of a some kind of gumption, some kind of some kind of tenacity. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, 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 I'm gonna play the outro music, and Elaine and I will just keep uh, clowning around over here. Okay, so yeah, yeah. until next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hello,